Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Loan Factory and Billy Nguyen. Billy's phone number is 469-585-4498. I'm starting with that because you need to contact Billy directly before you go to the website, before you sign up at loanfactory.com to make sure he's your agent because he's the best. His phone number once again is 469-585-4498. If you are buying a home, looking to refinance your home, or just have questions about home buying, check out Loan Factory at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash loanfactoryhq, or their website, loanfactory.com. Billy has the branch out in Dallas, Texas. Loan Factory is a national company. Uh, Billy's got the Dallas area, and he has a ton of experience, about 15 years worth, and a team of brokers that use lots of different lenders. They submit to all of them. They get you the best rates. And, uh, you know, they, they have all sorts of offers out there. I, I know that Mock, um, Albie, and I have all refinanced with Billy. And I think they're, um, you know, they're continually looking to see if there's better rates to see if you want to refinance again and keep saving or making money. So check out Billy at Loan Factory. Once again, his phone number is 469-585-4498. Loan Factory is simply the best. Um, check them out when you have some time. I'll take it even a step further, Timmy. Um, I so I've refinanced with Billy twice now on, with this Whoa. current house. Jeez. Um, my mom's refinance with her, um, I guess, with her rental property a year ago. Wow! And as as of this week, my brother has uh, been approved of a loan, and he is moving <laughs> back up to the Dallas area, which is big news for us oh. for, from a oh. family oh. standpoint. That's awesome. Um, but Billy's, yeah, Billy's helped us, or helped our family out greatly. And, um, you know, one thing, the, the reason why he can get such low rates is he's a really high volume producer. So a lot of these lenders um, basically hook them up with, you know, VIP rates. And so um, when you do call him or reach out to him, please mention Six Pennies Podcast and uh, he might do the same for you. Yeah, I'm working on my second refinance right now as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I I was thinking of doing a second one, too. So, uh, yeah, we're all in the same boat. We're going for another round with Billy. Um, Once again, he's he's the best, and we thank him for being a part of Six Pennies. All right. As you can hear, all Six Pennies are on the podcast. It's been a little while. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Six Pennies. Yeah, you're right. That's been a while for all, all of us. Yeah, it might be since uh, since December. So 2021 is here. It is a new year. It is a great year so far. Um, well, now it now it's a great year. It's it's uh, January 22nd. So a lot of good things have happened. We're not going to talk about um, you know everything happening in the world. We're going to focus on what you know what what we get away with, what we what we do in our spare time, what we um, enjoy the most, and that's sports. Today is a another sports podcast. You guys might be tired of it. We are not. We love sports. And uh, to kick us off, I think, Albie, you had a, a topic you wanted to talk about. Did you know yesterday was the 21st day of the 21st year in the 21st century? 21. Uh, I, did. <laughs> 21. I did not know that. Okay, yeah. It was, so it was also it's not gonna, one's birthday. So, um, oh, good, nice. Good that's a huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's not going to happen again until January 22nd, 2122. So it's one every 100 years. But anyways, um, Mark, I had a question for you. And you and I, you know, we go way back in terms of, I guess, our hatred for Tom Brady. But okay. he is about to play in his 14th conference championship, which is absurd to even think about. Most teams don't have 14, let alone one person. If he, it's a big if, 
Um, he's he's an underdog for this week and most likely next week as well or Super Bowl week. But if he wins seven Super Bowls, is he the greatest team sports player in American sports? No. In modern era, because you have what, like the Jordans, you have maybe Montana, you maybe, I don't know, maybe people put like Jeter up there, but seven Super Bowls? Why not? It would, it would take a lot for him to pass Jordan in my mind. Um, Tom Brady is like, I don't know why I hate him so much. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I feel like he's, he's the prototypical, like, super like everything just falls into place for him like like two of those super bowls were just handed to him um or at least two (laughs) and 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 i think i said this before but it's really difficult to win a super bowl and not as a quarterback and not get super bowl mvp and that's happened to him multiple times um like he i don't want to say he gets carried but because he definitely does like his part but so many of those times, like his defense is really, really good. He had Belichick for all those years. Belichick is the goat in my mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. 14 is a big number, but so many of those were just on, like he had to win one game in the playoffs because, you know, the Patriots had buys all those years uh, feasting on that division. So I don't know, like uh, all of this is circumstance, right? Like you, you got to, you got to play with the cards that you're dealt and he's definitely been dealt a great hand. Um, but yeah, I just, I can't do it. I I can't, I can't give it to him. But is he, is he, he's already the greatest football player though, right? I mean, for me, for me, he is, I think the, the 14 number, I can't even, I can't even fathom. Like, you know, the Cowboys is the Cowboys are the second, They've won the most second most Super Bowls, second or third most Super Bowls in the history of the sport. And they haven't been to a conference title game in 25, 30 years. And within that time frame, Brady has gone to 14. That's that's just insane to me. I mean, um, sure, he's six and three, six and two. I don't know what his Super Bowl record is. Six and three. But um I don't know, man. It's incredible what what he's doing. Yeah. What he's doing this year is is really impressive. Obviously, he has all of the weapons. He has a good coach as well, and Bruce Arians. Um, but if he gets to another Super Bowl and somehow wins it, and let's say he wins Super Bowl MVP this year at age forty three or forty four, whatever he is, forty two. Um, I mean, I think I have to give it to him over so, Jordan. So the NFL is you know, much different from the NBA, like so fewer teams make the playoffs and the first top two teams normally in normal years, non-pandemic, they get buys, right? Um, just look, and again, this is all circumstance. Like he's, it's not his fault that the rest of the AFC East has sucked for, you know, two decades. Um, but him being able to just the Patriots being able to feast on that division guaranteed that that buy every pretty much every season uh, that we've been following the the sport almost uh, and and after that like really all you have to do is win one game against an inferior opponent and you're in that conference championship game like it, it's 
Yeah, it looks great on paper, but when you kind of break it down, like, I don't know, like, like the, the best team, he's best quarterback in that division he's ever faced is what? Like Chad Pennington on the jets, uh, like (laughs) Mark Mark Sanchez. Sanchez on the jets for the one year before the butt fumble. Like it's, I don't know. I have a really hard time, like kind of crowning him in that manner. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, no respect. He has had a great year, but again, like the bucks are, is not just him. Like he's got amazing weapons, probably the best weapons he has. He's had in a while. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's uh there, there's a lot of factors that come into play here. Um, one, one, like you said, is comparing basketball to football, like the, the impact that one player can make for basketball is so much greater than for football because the basketball players on the floor all the time is playing offense and defense in football. You have so many skill position players that are doing so much more for you. So like right off the bat, like it's, it's hard to compare like a Jordan versus Brady. Um, the other thing that you're talking about the conference or division depth, and then just like the longevity and being able to do it year after year. I, I feel like it's kind of the LeBron argument for LeBron versus Jordan, right? Like every single uh, 11 finals, is that right? 11 finals? I don't know how many. Every single conference finals. Like he does it every year in an inferior conference for the most part. But he's, you know, he's right up there. He's he's right next to him. So I, I feel like the, the argument can be made that Brady is in the same range there. I, I For me, I, I can't put him above MJ. I, I just, you know, that, that might be the bias of us that grew up in the 90s that revere MJ that feel like he is going to be the GOAT no matter what, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's a, you know, that's a... That's a great answer. I mean, I just wanted to hear y'all's opinions. And I think another topic I want to hear, and this kind of clicked in my head on another podcast, but um, just the just the ring chase mentality, like um, in football and basketball, you have that. But why don't we have that in baseball, for example? Like we, we consider Barry Bonds or Griffey or, you know, one of those guys as, you know, the Mount Rushmore of modern day baseball, but they don't have any rings. And um, I would love to get into that discussion on a later pod as well. Yeah, no baseball today. I think we're all reeling from no. Mock and I are reeling from from the news that George Springer is leaving, even though it was a long time coming. It's pretty sad. Um, I don't really want to go over baseball. Mock. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's save that for a later pod. I mean, I, I definitely think uh, back to your previous argument uh to me in, in terms of like how much impact one player can have uh it's astronomical for basketball it's it's up there for 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 football in terms of the major positions uh but baseball like you you can be so good like mike trout and still mike trout. have very little impact on team success so mm-hmm. yep all right let's go to the next topic um mock do you have anything you want to go over uh we can do a quick i don't know you're you're the nba guy so you want to talk about the nba of course i do let's go to the nba we didn't have albion last time to talk about the james harden trade since he went to brooklyn since he's gone to brooklyn they have been incredible he's had a 30 point triple double um they had a huge win over the bucks he looks 25 pounds lighter. I don't know how he did that, but um, he's locked in, and the Nets look like look like the best offensive team maybe in, in NBA history. Um, Alvi, what do you think about Harden, the trade, and the Nets' chances to win the finals? Yeah, he instantly lost 25 pounds. He went from Texas, which is a state that's open. The bars are open. The clubs are open. The restaurants are open. He went to New York 
New York City and everything's closed there, shut down. Uh, so he, true. He easily lost those 20 pounds. Um, sure, he's had a great, um, you know, first few games for them, but they are two and one. Uh, Kyrie came back and somehow they lost the Cavs. Um, Colin so Sexton. Colin Sexton yeah, is how they lost. Colin Sexton. They have a lot to work on. Obviously, they don't play defense, the three of them together. Um, Durant is actually a very good defensive player, but I think at his age and injury, you know, history, he's just not going to play the same or move the same laterally as he used to. Um, the team, I mean, I'm, I'm personally low on a team. I, I've talked to people who don't see how the Nets can lose, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm bigger on like team balance and being able to get stops when you need it. The, the one benefit for them is I think the East is super overrated this year. Like I'm very low on Milwaukee. I think Philly is good, but Philly has their flaws as well because they can only go as far as Ben Simmons takes them. Um, Boston, I think the Kemba situation is, is tough for them because he's never going to be 100% again. Um, so I think the, the Nets probably are the favorites of the East, but I don't think it's clear cut. And if they play any of the L.A. teams or even um, even like a, a Utah Utah team that is rolling right now, I don't I don't think they can compete on both ends of the floor. Oh, so you believe in Utah? I don't believe in Utah. I believe in their balance. I think their coach is pretty good. Oh, that's another thing. I think Steve Nash is like way over his head. Um, he's never obviously this is his first coaching gig. But he's yeah. coaching three of the, um, I would say, yeah. like the three three of the craziest personalities to try to manage, you know, in the league. Like they are alphas, but they are super passive aggressive as well. Um, they're friends now, but if they go on a four game losing streak on the road, like who knows what's going to happen, right? And it's COVID. They're not going to be able to like kind of release themselves and and hang out on the road. Like they they're basically just. If they don't like each other on the road, they're going to ignore each other. And it's just going to be a weird environment. Their um, secondary pieces are not good enough. I think Joe Harris is solid. But outside of that, I think, you know, there's there's just nobody that can defend or rebound. There's DeAndre, but he can't play 40 minutes, can't shoot free throws, so he can't end games. Like, it's it's a... It's a very flawed situation. It's, it is exciting. It's cool to see as an NBA fan. And um, yeah. um, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't. I would not I mean, make that those are, point. Those are legitimate concerns. Like you, they can get definitely get by on talent for most teams against most teams. Uh, it's it's when you get to you're talking you know conference championship or, or finals that you really have to kind of nitpick and and. And better teams will, will be able to really exploit that defense. Um, yeah, I've been trying to figure out what word to use to describe those three guys. Like, um, I, I still don't really know how to how to how to group them together. But in my mind, like, those three are probably the most talented stars in the league that don't have like a major following for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like. Like there's something about their personalities or, or their playing style or, or whatever it may be, but they're they're kind of in their own category and and in a way like them joining together in in New in Brooklyn is is kind of interesting in that regard. Like 
like winning winning together could solve everything for all three of them uh but at the same time on the flip side you know if something blows up and and they they lose like the the narratives against them are gonna just take off running again so if you had to come up with three words to describe those three guys um mock give, give me one word oh man uh hated or hated. i don't think they're the most hated though but it's it's somewhere no, between they're, like they're not hated. more hated than than the heat right, right? when the, the big three came together yeah so not, is it like hated but, uh, i don't know what do you guys think i'll i'll be give me a word um fragile I, I have all sorts of words. I was going to go with loners. <laughs> loners is one word. I feel like, like you said, like they, they just kind of do yeah. their own things. Another word is just like kind of conflicting, like not, maybe not conflicting. It's like they um, maybe volatile. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen with any three of them on any night, like what they're going to do in social media, what they're going to do off the court. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Questionable. There, there's a lot of words that I have for them. Like yeah. they are obvious. They obviously have a ton of talent. They are going to go a long way with their offense. But like both of you mentioned, like the, the depth is a huge problem. The defense and rebounding is a humongous problem. And when it comes to the playoffs, like I, I am so excited to see this crash and burn and, and it's going to be <laughs> so fun to watch. But are you sure it's going to happen though? Um, I am sure it will happen. Um, it, this year, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be be okay this year. I am so confident that within two and a half years that it's going to crash and burn. I I love the trade more and more every day. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. A, it's hard to. Great. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say it's hard in today's NBA to look at something in the future, like two and a half years in the future, three years yeah. in the future. Um, I I really just want to see them crash and burn this year. Right now, like. <laughs> Like obviously, there this 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 could be in terms of talent. I mean, LeBron, Wade, and and Bosch are up there. Yeah, I guess they're more talented. But this is probably the the most talented since the, those three were put together. And I yeah. think um, it's exciting for NBA fans to watch. And I think they can roll through the Eastern Conference. And maybe they'll they'll win in the NBA Finals too. But like, what does that mean in terms of like the state of the NBA if? Um, right. these three that don't really fit, um, kind of, kind of worked out like that, that would mean, cause I think I'm higher on the league than you mock, especially, but if that were to happen, it'd be like, okay, basketball's basketball is literally all offense now, if that happens. Yeah. D'Antoni's, uh, D'Antoni's offense will finally make it. Let, let's take a quick break and talk, um, about analytics capper, another one of our sponsors, Albie has just said he would not bet on the Nets. I don't think I would either, but check out Analytics Capper to get the best advice for your, all of your sports betting needs. Their Twitter handle is Analytics Capper, C-A-P-P-E-R, like a handicapper. That's also their website, www.analyticscapper.com. And they have state-of-the-art data analytics. They have algorithms. They have real-life experience betting, and they can uh, give you the best advice every single day. So you can check them out with either daily, weekly, or monthly subscription plans uh, to make sure you get the best bets and you take advantage of those those little edges that you can get uh, in sports betting. Once again, that's Analytics Capper. Check them out on Twitter or on their website um, and and make sure that you don't bet on the nets. Timmy, right. in terms of betting, 
Timmy, in terms of betting right now in the Eastern Conference, would you take the Nets or the field to win that conference? Field? Easily. Because it's, it's almost one-to-one right now. I think I would almost, yeah, I, I would, if it's betting, I the field almost always feels like a better bet. Isn't that right? What about you, Mark? I mean, normally field, but when you break it down, like what teams... I know we mentioned yep. the the 76ers and and the Celtics, right? Like those yeah. are the kind of the main two teams. Celtics kind of I think we spoke about this before, but I, I feel like they peaked uh, a while ago. Um Yeah. yeah. 76ers, we we still haven't seen it all come together. A lot of it's due to injuries in during postseason and um I, I guess 76ers, like I would be rooting for the 76ers in that conference. I, I just don't know if they can get it all the way done. Yeah, I mean, I, the, I feel like if you think of the, the Sixers, go ahead. I was just going to say, here are the top five teams in terms of odds in the Eastern Conference. So one is the Nets, two is the Bucks, three Philly, four Boston, five Miami. Miami rounds out the top five at plus 700. Yeah, I, d- I just think there's there's too many um, possibilities there. Like Miami has started off terribly, but they also have been missing a bunch of guys. They were the last ones in the bubbles bubble. So I mean, they could they could definitely peak at the right time, and they definitely have the right kind of guys to guard um, the Heat stars. If you think of um, the Celtics, you know, even though they may have reached kind of a a, a mini peak so to say, um, at, so to speak, they, they also have like multiple guys that can guard the Nets guys. So they have, um, Brown yeah. Tatum and Marcus Smart, right? Like th- these are guys that can play some defense and, you know, have pretty good offense too. And if you think of the Sixers, I mean, they have the ultimate, um, you know, guy that's going to probably destroy the Nets and that's Joel Embiid, who's playing like an MVP right now. Like if he can stay healthy, which we don't know, uh, but if he could, like, I would feel like the the Sixers have a great chance too. They have some uh, great defenders in um, Simmons and Thibault. They have guys to throw at the six at the uh, the Nets big three. So I don't know. I I couldn't bet on the Nets over everybody else in the East. That's a great point. And another thing that um, you know people need to think about if and when they were to place these bets is um, when I when I said the word fragile for the Nets is not only mental but you know, physical. Um, Durant's coming off a really major injury. Uh, yep. We we expect him to do a lot of load management moving forward. We'll see. At this point, he's playing way too many minutes. Like I think he's at risk for re-injuring the the yep. way that he's playing. Um, Kyrie's always you know one one movement away from leaving the team again, and then Harden, who we haven't seen him really produce in the playoffs. So it's hard to bet the Nets at that number. They're obviously overvalued. The thing with Philly, though, I would say is Ben Simmons, I've watched the last couple games, he is completely mentally out of it. I think the fact that his name was thrown in all those Harden rumors and even other rumors, I think he's he's almost at an FU standpoint with, with the 76ers brass. So oh, that's man, a big I wish, thing. I think that, that's a ticking time bomb, in them. my opinion. Yeah. Wish we could have gotten him while, while, he, while we could. Still can. Um, Still can. I, I don't think we have anything to offer anymore. Um, I I am. Uh, it's funny that we don't talk about the Bucks at all. I mean, they have a two-time MVP. None of us really believe in him, but they are still, you know, a, a very serious threat against the 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 Nets. It's not like they are would be a walkover if they were in a series together. Yeah, that's fair. They they're better than last year. I I think. Okay, well, in let's a go. Playoff to, situation, yeah. 
Well, so let's go to the West, and we haven't talked um, uh, about the the um, Albies team in a little while. So I, I want to hear your thoughts, Albie, on the on the Mavs and on Luca because they have not started out very well, but they also have had a bunch of guys out. They've had COVID protocols. Luca was a little out of shape to start, and then he's putting up thirty point triple doubles. How do you feel about the Mavs and about Luca in general? I think the Mavs are currently sitting at eight and eight. KP's only been back for two of those games, um, or maybe three of those games. And you're right, they've had crazy COVID contract contact tracing um, people that have been out because of that. Um, but I, I do still like the team. I, I like um, the makeup of the team. Like Josh Richardson has been out. Dorian Finney-Smith has been out. I think both of them are not big names from a national standpoint, but I think they play a really big role for the team. Yeah. And um, I don't know if Luca is in shape, and I don't think he'll ever be in shape. I think I've been talking about his body shape for the last three years, and uh, it's just who he is. Like He's just going to be a, a chubby kid, and he eats really poorly and plays a lot of Fortnite. So at the end of the day, he's not <laughs> he's not working out like, you know, like I mean, he's 20, at 2 a.m. He's, he's 21, right? Is that how old he is? It's really weird, right? The, right now, the NBA superstars are really young guys. Outside of Ja Morant, are like out of shape. Luca, Zion, all these like Joel Embiid. Like it's it's weird because if you if you go back ten years ago, like those twenty one, twenty two year olds would be playing forty, forty five minutes and not getting tired. But for some reason, this gaming era, they're all you know, fat and out of shape, but oh, man. I still, oh. I still, I still like the Mavericks. I still love our coach. It's really built for the playoffs. The regular season is really just to, um, I know we've, we haven't even won a round yet, but I think the regular season for this team is just to make sure they, um, get in sync with each other and are healthy at the end, because in a playoff situation, it's completely different. I think that's another reason why I don't believe the Nets because we, Steve Nash would be a rookie in the playoffs as a coach. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good with it. I think the Lakers are far and away the be- the best team in the West, but I think the Mavs in a playoff situation is in that second tier. Mark, what do you think? I, uh, yeah, on both sides of the ball, I feel like, so we know what Dallas needs to work on to, to, really be a contender right they they need to shore up that defense from last year um i haven't watched much at all or if at all maybe some highlights here and there for for this year but um yeah if they can if they can cobble together like a top 12 or at least you know upper half defense it gives them a chance um i i just don't know if Porzingis as the staple back there can really get it done and i think that's the question i brought up last year too um offensively i feel like they made the Mavs made everything last year uh, at least from beyond the arc uh so i'll be interested to see kind of how the shooting uh, if that was kind of an anomaly uh or uh or if that sh- kind of shooting can continue i know um you know luca's three-pointer ha- hasn't been falling as at a as high of a clip as it was last year but um, more talking about like all the role players around him. Like I, I feel like that team shot light, lights out in the bubble at least. Yeah, I mean, Seth, Seth Curry was on fire last year. Um, I think he was number one or number two in the league in terms of three yeah. point percentage. But Timmy, I'll, I think you're the stats guy in terms of NBA. We're only 
14, 15 games in. Like, could you guess where the Mavs are in terms of defensive rankings, points given up per game? Uh, I have, I, I'm not sure. Twenty fourth. They are sitting at sixth. Really? So we went, we went from the number one offense in the history of the NBA last year to now like a bottom ten offense. Oh. A top 10 defense. And again, this is only 15 games in. We still have 60 left. Um, but yeah, the rankings are Knicks, Lakers, Jazz, yeah, Cavs, Knicks are Suns, it. and then Mavs. So, yeah, I mean, um, any, any any ranking with after 15 games that has the Knicks number one, like I'm I'm pretty <laughs> pretty wary of it. I know R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle are balling out, but that's, still. I, that's, re- that's really the style with Tibbs, right? They play really yeah, slow, yeah. and so they don't give up a lot of points. But yeah, So I, that's I, points I per game or points per possession? Points per or, game. Points per game, so, okay. Yeah, I mean, that that's not the, the best ranking, right? Like, you have to adjust for the, the speed and tempo of the play, so that's points per possession or defensive rating, right? Are the Knicks still number one for defensive rating? No, but in terms of team ratings, so the, the point differential. Oh, yeah. Um, Lakers are one, Mavs are 11, and Knicks are 19. Got it. Man, Knicks are going to the playoffs. It's great. Um, okay, well, we, we got to wrap up soon, but let's talk about one of our other sponsors, uh, and that's Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. D Shaw has been with us from the start. His phone number, you have probably memorized it by now, is 214-729-6462. If you need um, insurance for your home, your life, or your auto policies, please give D Shaw a phone call, a text message, a FaceTime, whatever it is. He will get back to you right away if he doesn't answer you. And his number is 214-729-6462. You can also check out his Facebook page at facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. And make sure you mention Six Pennies Podcast because he will give you an incredible discount. Um, once again, that's Derek Shaw with Farmers Insurance, 214-729-6462. Um, a- any other sports random topics in the next yes, two minutes? Yes. Yeah. Timmy, Timmy, I know you're not a football guy, but who would be your pick to win the Super Bowl? There's four teams left. Whew, well, let, let's start with who are the four teams left. So we have the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Packers. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know the fourth team. And the Bills. So the, the Bills, Bills are yeah. in, the, Bills the Bills are in Kansas City and yep. the Bucks are in Green Bay. Yeah, we're going uh we're going back to back for Mahomes and the Chiefs. Nice. That's uh going out on the limb there, Timmy. Good job. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Who's who's the favorite? Are the Packers the favorite? No. Mahomes Mahomes is the favorite. What about you, Muck? Uh who I'm rooting for or who I think who is the, both, both. Uh, I'm rooting for the Packers. I think I'm rooting for Rogers to get another one. Um, That's going to be huge for his legacy, right? If he can get a second. Yeah. And also yeah. like double, you know, double positive to, to knock Brady out. Um, Jeez. I, I think, <laughs> I think people are kind of sleeping on the bills. I, I could, I could definitely see an upset there. Um, bills are, bills are playing well. It, Josh out like, I can't believe his development the last three years. Um, yes, yes. Like he, I was not scared of him or I didn't respect him as a quarterback at all. Uh, you know, even as recent as last year. And then this year he just kind of blew up. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Albert? It's probably the, the biggest jump we've seen um, in terms of the quarterback play from like a 
bottom tier, middle tier guy who took all of those, um, you know, complaints. Yeah. And now he's a top four MVP candidate, which is impressive. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win as well. I agree with Timmy. I think Mahomes is just incredible. That I don't need, he, it's, he's, he's not even for sure that he's playing this week yet. Um, he's going through concussion protocol, but I think we all expect him to play. If Aaron Rodgers does win, it, it would be a double in another way is he would win the NFL MVP and he would win the Super Bowl. I think, Timmy, to sure. further your point, I think it would cement him as a top four quarterback of all time. Even though he has two, only two rings compared to the wow. other guys who have more than four and five, um, so it'd be, Brady, it'd be Brady, Manning, Montana, and Rodgers. Either either Manning. So the the final three would probably be a combination of Manning, Rodgers, Elway. Um, oh, right. But if he but if he wins, I think he's going to catapult. In my opinion, over Manning because he's going to have the numbers once he retires over Manning. Wow. All right. Well, that's a great way to end this podcast. We'll see what happens there. And and, um, we're going to be right. We already know that. But thanks for listening to Six Pennies Podcast. Leave us a uh, a message on Facebook, uh, a comment, and rate and review us on iTunes. And thanks for listening.